8.41. A pleasant, pleasant good evening to one and all. Welcoming you in a special way to tonight's In the Spotlight radio show. We are live on Q95 FM radio. And we are also live via the In the Spotlight radio and TV shows Facebook platform. Go there if you want to view, stick around on the radio if you just want to listen. Whatever choice you make, we promise you that tonight's program is going to be one for the record books. <laughs> Let me use the opportunity before we start to just say good evening again to all the listeners and viewers of the program. It is a beautiful Monday night right here in Dominica. Before we proceed, I just want to advise, you know, I love transparency, especially when people take their hard-earned cash and put it in my possession. And uh, some really good-hearted persons decided to do that. Uh, by now, you would know the story of our Classroom Ready, Set, Go uh, scholarship initiative started by a listener and the supporter of the in the spotlight radio show she started off with a 500 us dollar scholarship and um a simple word to her you know what do you think if we ask other persons to come on board to join us and she said no problem for diner and so i did it i did a video i sent out whatsapp messages and before you know it we had seven us 500 dollar scholarships and i am here to say that as of saturday we have done the presentation to the seven students who are moving on to second school and during the course of this week when GK decides he gives me the photos and the video we will give you um, visibility and pure transparency you know of uh, the, the students who have received the funds and that they all received their 500 US dollars uh, trans translated to about $1,300 um, in EC. So thank you again to my super initial donor, initiator, and everyone else uh, who came on board and decided uh, to give some support to us. And I don't have the list with me, but I know that I did, I did um, put it on my... Uh, Facebook page. So um, uh, before we get to the donors, let me see. We have um, some of our supporters of the presentation event, which took place on Saturday. And I want to say thank you in a big way to Miss Kimberly Arlene and her staff of Organized Me. They're on 8 Castle Street in Roseau, and they can help you organize your office, organize yourself. Um, just check them out. And they provided us with this really nice, cozy room that we could have used uh, to do the presentation. I want to say thank you and good evening to Dawn Seams. I know she tunes in sometimes. Thank you, Dawn, so much for providing the refreshments complimentary. 
Emil and your team at Deepex, thank you for printing those beautiful mock checks that the uh, recipients will get to keep as a memento. GK, you know you know the vibe already. GK did our videography and photography, and we're waiting on him. Once he provides us with the official uh, photos and the videos, then we will definitely we'll do a shortened version, and then we'll make the entire version available to you on YouTube. Francine have Jean-Jacques, my colleague, who said for Dinah, whatever help you need, I'll provide, and she chaired the event for us. So thank you, Francine, and thank you to Nadine Sylvester, who did the deco for us um, for the event. So grateful and thankful to all those of you uh, who did this for the presentation ceremony, and those of you who gave your financial support, and your steward, Burgess Xavier, through his daughter, Sophia, Daniel Marie, David Joseph, Jeff Bellot, Josephine Dublin, Judy Berry, uh, Judy John Baptist, we know her as Judy Berry on Facebook. Thank you, Judy, for sending some hard cash for us. We appreciate it. Marina Marie, Open Arms Charity, and we had about five other um, anonymous donors who supported us. So we really, really, really would like to say thank you. We just started off at one and we ended at seven. Let's say next year we can end up maybe at 10 or who knows, maybe 15. So thank you so much, everyone. We deeply appreciate it. And let me just say, remember to uh, become a fan of our In the Spotlight radio and TV show our page. We have our group. We also have our YouTube channel. That's on Fedina F. Frampton. Check this out. We want to thank Q95, Josephine Gabriel and Company Limited for providing our water. Kalaloo House Restaurant, Dominica News Online, Akim Lowe, Jordan Jerome, and all the friends and supporters of the In the Spotlight radio show. And just to let you know, I know I've been saying, okay, we're going to start with the TV series, limited series. We're definitely starting this Saturday. GK has given me the episode. I have it. It's just a review and make whatever little edits that we need to review. And I'll tell you now, I'll say tonight, our very first guest is going to be Emmeline Anselm, a.k.a. Emu. Yes, I got that interview. She's going to be our first one, 8 o'clock this Saturday, only on YouTube and the In the Spotlight radio and TV shows Facebook page. It's going to be a big one. But before that, we're here tonight for the In The Spotlight radio show. My guest has been waiting, and we're going to get going right after this. Sabina, good evening to you, my dear. I hope you're behaving. You messaged me already about the time. You'll be a good girl tonight for daddy, okay? Good girl. Good girl, Sabina. Keep it locked. We're coming back. <laughs> In the Spotlight on Q95 FM Radio every Monday night from 8 p.m. In the Spotlight, featuring people from all walks of Dominican life, spotlighting their triumphs and tragedies, dreams, hopes, aspirations, untold stories, touching the human and personal side of our people in politics, religion, sports, business, music, culture, the media, and more. Getting to know our farmers, our public servants, youth, and the ordinary Dominican. Listen to their stories. No limitations, no restrictions, no holds barred. In the Spotlight will also spotlight interesting topics, issues, and relevant situations. Don't miss In the Spotlight on Q95 FM Radio. 
every Monday nights from 8 p.m. in the spotlights. Recognize these people? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. You recognize those voices? Yeah. And and, and, and who are these people? Well, I know we, we have a, a choir and right. so many members give that song. Right guess Royston was behind that? I don't know what's behind it. <laughs> All I know is I got it. <laughs> It's the Kahal Ka yeah, Yahweh Youth Choir. Yeah, yes. And they did this for you. And I thought it would be nice to start off the program yeah. as with something to put a smile on your face. Yeah, yeah. Right? Good evening to you, Mr. Williams. Lindell Williams is our guest tonight uh, on the In the Spotlight radio show. And I, I partly promoted the show as... If you want to know about the true strength of a man, then tune in to this program tonight. <laughs> a fair heading, you think? Yeah, it's fair, it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Mr. Williams, please say good evening to everyone. Welcome to the program. Well, 
Good evening, I'm Fedaina. I thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak to your viewers and listeners on, on Q95. That's the first time I've been on air on Q95. I mean, I was, I've been on, the, on a, the other radio station for a number of years every Sunday. But I'm grateful that I'm here um, so that people may, may, may hear about me, uh, about the various um, things I've gone through in my life and that how I've overcome mm -hmm. and maybe through what I say, maybe it may give some the courage to be even stronger. And I believe that we're going, I always say um, on this program, at the end of it, if we can inspire at least one person, motivate at least one person, or help change the perspective and life of one person, yeah. that would be three people at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would have done something for. Sure. And our two hours would not have been wasted. Yes, okay. Don't you agree? Yeah, I agree. All right. All right. So, right. so we're going to start okay. off. I'm going to start off a little tricky way, Mr. Mm. Williams. You are known as Patches. <laughs> All right. Yeah, sure. And 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 tell us why you are called patches. <laughs> okay. Um. As people who don't know me or people see me, that I I was born with a, a birthmark. Okay. But that name came about when I was going to attend in the Dominica Grammar School, and that name was given to me by a man named Father Alexander. <laughs> I was. Maybe I was doing something that was not proper in <coughs> in the class. Mm -hmm. I think what <coughs> I was in um, form two two at that time, mm -hmm. and, I, and I think I was a bit troublesome at that time. So I know what I was doing, and they called me Black Patch. <laughs> <laughs> they called, called me Black Patch, and that name remained for me from that time since I was the second form in, in grammar school, and then it has evolve into many other and forms right. and finally you know uh, a lot of people know me by patches by patches yeah yeah and you don't mind no i don't mind you don't I mind don't being mind. called patches no. no so this is a birthmark yeah tell me what that birthmark put you through over the years were you teased um did people try to make fun of your patch yeah yes yes people people um, um did that um some people maybe did it maybe to em embarrass me. Mm -hmm. some, some people, it was uh, just fun, among our boys just having fun. But mm -hmm. after uh, a short, over, short time, I, I just forgot I don't make it as always my name. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so, 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 Patches, oh gosh, look, I'm going to be calling you Patches. <laughs> <laughs> and my daughter making it even, even, well, even, even. Well, she's the one who caused that. I'm blaming her. <laughs> Because she's the one who said, she's talking to me and she's saying patches. You yeah. understand? So patches is just stuck, stuck here in my head. Okay. But, um, but Mr. Williams, let us talk a bit. We're going to get to know, know you a bit. Mm. Um, so, so where did you grow up? Where did you come from? What, okay. what, well, tell us a little bit about your history. I like to know about the history. Yeah, no problem. <clears throat> I was born in Vekas. Vekas? Yeah. Um, my mother um, is Theodore Frederick. Um, she's not doing well at the at the moment, but I pray away that she, she gets through. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and What's your mommy's name again? Theona. Theona, Theona Frederick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, she was a, a nurse instructor at the, at the Princess Margaret Hospital, now the China Friendship Hospital. Um, and my father was um, Alexis Williams. He was the power rep for, for Vickers, the Vickers constituency for, for two terms. So pause. Your grandfather... Or your father? My father. Your father was a politician? A politician, yes. So that is where that other one went into politics. Anyway, we'll talk about that <laughs> later on. <laughs> yes. So, so my mother, Theodore Frederick, and father, um, Alexis Williams. Mm -hmm. so, and, yeah. so I always like pausing a little bit and getting to know the parents just a little bit more intimately. So let her tell us a little bit more about Fiona. You said she's not doing very well right now. No. I hope she's listening. I hope she's able to at least well enough to maybe already resting. She won't be able to she won't be listen able to. because she she suffered a, a, a stroke. Oh, and then, I'm sorry. Uh, her faculties are not uh, are not so good. Okay. Okay. But she was a very alert and strong woman and strict women as, as a woman as many of the nurses mm -hmm. at the hospital when she was there um, you know they, they, they had glowing remarks of how, how she disciplined them and you know caused them to to be good nurses and be caring nurses because she was very caring very caring very caring mm -hmm. yeah what do you remember about growing up with your mother before you moved to your daddy hmm. Well, what type my of mother was she to you as a son? Well, my my mother, uh, uh, as I can reco recollect some of it, mm -hmm. was that um, she would she was a nurse every week. Sometimes on the month end, I would be happy to get her to come to 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 where we were living at the mother's house. I would always look out for when the, the truck or the bus would come. Mm -hmm. So you know, to bring uh, um, some goodies, mm -hmm. goodies for us, and that she always kept in touch with uh, with my grandmother. Really, uh, was um, very influential. Um, between ages, maybe ages one and and eleven plus, mm -hmm. when I left her home, my grandmother to attend the Dominica Grammar School. Am I getting the sense that you grew up with your grandparents? Yeah, my grandparents. Your grandparents. Very loving grandparents. How many of you did your mommy have? How many children? Well, I think she, my mother had three, three of us. Okay. But um, the last one died at a very early age. Okay. And she, we have, it's my sister and myself. You and your sister? Two, two of us, okay. yeah. And is your sister still alive? Yes, she's alive. She had to come to give me some help because I couldn't be a... Or to be here this evening? No, no, uh, at home. Okay. She okay. lives in St. Croix. Oh. So she had to come because of what happened. To, to help my, with mom. To help with mom, yeah. Okay, all right. Let us talk about daddy. Well, my father... <laughs> well... You chuckle. <laughs> uh, what I would say, I, I knew him as my father. You knew him as your father. father. But the relationship was... Not that I would say as a, a real father. I mean, we had we spoke we and whatever, but the role as a as a father was not there. Okay. My grandfather played that role, 
and my aunts and so on. They were there. Okay. It's so like like a family. Yes. Up like a family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how it was. So daddy, um, daddy didn't play an integral role in your life and, and life growing up? Not much of Not, not much, much of, of that. that. Not much of that. What did that mean to you though? You know, wh- how did that impact you? Well, it taught me lessons. It taught you lessons. What yeah, which lessons? I, 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 the lesson that I, I said that when I grow up, when, my, when I'm married, I would be married with my wife and children mm-hmm. to watch them and give them the best of care that I could. And that's what I did. So it didn't cause me to um, negat- feel a negative kind mm-hmm. of way. Mm-hmm. I used that negative part to, to, to assist me in being a better person. Because it could have gone either way. Eh? Yeah, yes. It could have been that you would decide, listen, I don't care. I'm not bothered myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't care about, you know, getting married and having that, that family oh, unit and so on. No. Or it could have gone the way that you decided. Yes. That, that was that the better good. way. That's the better way. That's yeah. the better way. Um, so tell me a bit more about growing up in Vegas with your grandparents. What, is, what did, did these two people teach you as a boy? My my grandmother told me um, that that I remember quite vividly that I'm what you don't have. Don't don't bother about it. Mm-hmm. What you you don't have, or what you can achieve, or what you are, you see people have. Don't be be jealous of it. And she always told us to read the education part because we had many other cousins in, in, in the home and whatever. She always taught us that we must read and the importance of attending school. Sometimes, you know, when we go to school and sometimes the lunch wasn't finished, you say, oh, go, go ahead. Go, go, to, go back to school, even though you don't have. But <clears throat> later on, you will be able to, to eat and be satisfied. Mm-hmm. But she led, <coughs> she taught us to have discipline mm-hmm. and take our schooling important. Respect, I'm sure, as well. Oh, 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 yes. You can have a moment and have a drink <coughs> while we... Um, so if you're just tuning into the program, we have with us in studios Mr. Lindell Williams. And Mr. Williams is here to share with us and to share with us on many levels. And so far, you would have picked up from, from um, Mr. Williams the things he learned um, from his mother, the lessons from the absence of a father, and the fact that, you know, the absence of the father led him in the direction of ensuring that he wanted to have a family with a wife and children and to show them the love that probably he didn't feel um, from that general absence of his father. I got it right so far. Yes, you have it right, perfectly. Yes. And we were talking about, um, we were talking, where were we at just before our quick quick stop there? We were talking about growing up with With my grandfather and grandmother and some of the things that they taught you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I talked about her her leaning of taking our education seriously mm-hmm. respecting respecting people and don't don't be jealous 
of what others have. Very, very important point very, there. Not be jealous of what others And whatever we want, we have to work for it. We have to achieve, put effort in whatever we do to be to be successful. Life don't come easy. Easy. You and have it, and to work hard. Yeah, it, it wasn't easy neither. I mean, it is true you have to the parents and and my grandfather actually um, did subsistence farming and uh, and so on. So it was not really easy. To, we are depending on because we had we had other little had other cousins there. Um, each mother would send something to the home, so it, it made it a, a little a little easier. But mm -hmm. life wasn't that easy. Mm -hmm. But it was bearable. It was bearable. It was bearable. It was bearable. She made every effort for us to And that's important. Oh, yes. That's oh, important. Yes. That's important. That's important. So growing up in, 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 in Vekas, um, Vekas is a beautiful village. Oh, sure. It's actually the home of the Prime Minister of Dominica. I understand that you may be somewhat related as well. Yes, we are cousins. Your cousin. His mother, his, his mother. And my mother, a first cousin, two sisters' children. Two sisters' children. So you are yeah. cousins. Very close. First cousins. <laughs> very oh, that's close. cool. That's yeah, cool. Very close. Um, so let us talk some more about um, going to school in Vekas and, and, and just growing up as a boy, what you did uh, during the summer holidays, that kind of thing. What was it like growing up there, as far as you can recall? <laughs> as far as I recall. Um, well, the first of all, um, we were allowed to play in the schoolyard, run around, boys and girls, playing all all different different sports. And you know, even at night times, um, when it was moonlight, children would, you know, neighbors would meet together, play and whatever it is. And also, like uh, I knew that um, cricket was thing for boys, so I I like cricket. We played a lot of we played a lot of sports. During the summer holidays, I practically stayed in the sea. <laughs> I practically <laughs> lived here in the sea. I would run quickly, do whatever my grandmother would tell me to do. And one thing she always calls us to by the we were living very close to the road, to the main road. So we had to get up early morning, seven before seven, sweep out the 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 the, 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 the roadside. Then in the afternoon we had to redo it. <laughs> what? <laughs> we had to do that twice a day. We had to clean our streets. But if you go to Vegas now, you will see in front of the homes of everyone spotless. So it was a, a practice. It's a practice that every everybody would clean their front of the or their yard and keep it clean. Uh, up to now, if you go there now, you see the, the edges. I mean, the the, the government has. Uh, improved it but it that was always always so that every every house the front yard would be would be cleaned and kept spotless clean so so we had to do that as children and sometimes you know sometimes before it had out of mud so we had to go and collect stones by the bee to put put the stones in front of the yard so we'd have no mud in the yard and if any leaf or thing fall make sure we, we had to take it off and so on mm -hmm. so we had our, our, our things to do what to wash dishes would have to do that and, yeah, and then and then in, in at school itself there was competition among children you know trying to do trying to do their best so but the school days were, were, were happy days 
it was fun days that children could interact now because there were not so much other distractions like the various gadgets and things that we that that we have they have now and we don't have but we find innovative ways like making a little scooter put make with wooden wheels mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and run on it and trucks trucks <laughs> and bicycle and, and wheels you know and do all kind of things to to, to have fun it was not say like children now before they sit down and say oh it's boring mm-hmm. Life mm-hmm. was not boring. It was not boring. We find activities uh, to, to, to prevent boredom. But now the, the only thing they have now is gardens and, uh, and children are not allowed, allowed to go out. But I mean, there's s- several other reasons because of the crime people not trusting one another and so on. But school days were, were good days. So modest upbringing... Um happy days mm-hmm. in terms of the summer yeah um learning cleanliness sure and um just enjoying life as a boy growing up in your community yes primary school primary school uh-huh where did you go to primary school uh, same week as week as primary school primary school is that what it is that what it is well i don't know what name they give i, I, I Okay. I, I think they named it after some lady okay. who okay. I never knew about okay. in all our history. Oh. From my point of view, there are other persons in the community after which the school school could be um could be named. Okay. But that's the government made the decision mm-hmm. as a decision. Mm-hmm. So you went to school, you went to primary school, and then tell us what, what happened. And then next. then I got a a a, a, a pass at mm-hmm. common entrance. And then uh, followed, I went to the Gram- Dominica Grammar School. Dominica Grammar School. I like Grammar School because it, it because of the sports. Because of the sports. Yes. So I chose you, Grammar School. So you chose Grammar School because yeah, of the sports. The sports yeah. So so before we we get into Grammar School and the sports, you would then have to move. Yes, I'd have to move to Roseau. Mm-hmm. Where did you move to in Roseau? Okay. Well, my, my, I moved, first of all, to the Dominica hostel. I stayed there for a term, mm-hmm. and then I went to live with my aunt after okay. um, a few years. And then after my, because my mom at that time, I was at the nursing school. Okay. So she could not have accommodated me and, and, my, and my sister. Then after, she was able to do so when she moved out. We went to live with her. You went to live with yeah, her. Yeah, at at Liblalin. Okay, all right. So I know there is always this a story of the students who come from far areas or the urban areas, mm-hmm. the rural areas. Sorry, that they have to find a way for some type of living yeah, yes. when they come down to Rosa to mm-hmm. go to secondary school. Yes. So for you, it was not a full time at the hostel. No, no, it was. Full it was time. just a short time. Short time. Yeah. Short time at the hostel. Mm-hmm. So you chose Dominica Grammar School, sure. which I'm also proud to say is my yeah. alma mater okay. as well, and my father and some of my brothers and sisters. Yes. And I loved grammar school. I, I, I even today, you know, I, I, I still love grammar school. And I, I mean, although I didn't have a choice, I had to go because that was what my father said, and what my father said, you know, <laughs> um, had to, had to, had to, had to apply. Um, so grammar school because of sports. Yeah. What are you trying to tell us? Are you a sports enthusiast? Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah, and, and I think Sabina was the same, and my 
my boys they 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 love sports too well um sabina said to tell you that you support the worst team <laughs> in the english premier league and to be honest with you i just so happened to check earlier on the 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 the, the listing mm -hmm. and i see that your team is at number 20 well what's going on she said it's about time that you change that oh that no i won't change i know she supports chelsea chelsea well i i told her uh, when chelsea's played i i support the grass against them <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> that's why we don't agree at all oh my goodness. <laughs> you will support the grass, grass against yeah. the team against that she supports, she supports yeah Oh my goodness! What is it about Man United though that you like, and why oh. won't you support Chelsea? Well, Manu, Manu is, um, I mean, Manu is the greatest um, um, football club in the At world. At number twenty now. Well, that is just, just as stars. I as I told her, Chelsea can or, or what they call me say, Sakipani Bopi point de vin. So let them run early, but we will catch up. You think so? Yes, we'll catch up. You'll catch up. You yeah. have confidence. Confidence. How long have you been supporting this team, and why do you support them? Well, since we um, started watching football in Dominica when TV came mm -hmm. in, um, I've, I've supported Man Manchester United mm -hmm. from that time on, and I've never stopped. You've never stopped? No. Even though when it's down days or up days, I support my team. And it appears that for basketball, your favorite team is Lakers. Is Lakers. And it is her dream one day to get you to see a live Lakers oh. game. Yeah, I, I, I would want to see that because um, we have teams we, we, we support. Uh, she, well, she says she supports Lakers sometimes because of LeBron James. Right. Being, but her team is, is, is Boston. Oh, Boston Celtics. Yes. Okay. So I, I, I went to see, I went to, once I visit, when I visited her, um, we went to see, um, no, we were not able to see Lakers. We were able to see Philadelphia, went to Philadelphia. Okay. And, and I also went to Madison Square Garden to see New York and Boston play. But, but this last year, I, early this year, I was to see my f the uh, NFL team, Dallas Cowboys, in Philly, but because of the COVID situation. Oh, you missed that. I, I missed that. So you have favorite teams in just about every sport? Yes. Yes. Because I like every, 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 every sport. You like every sport. Every you live, sport. Oh, Ipani like Lana say love. <laughs> love, From yeah. what I'm hearing. <laughs> but, yeah. But would and you... And just as I mean, as I mean, I love cricket, yes, football. Yes, this lady selfish <clears throat> is something Anything else. she loves yes. when it comes to sports. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do, are you looking forward to a day when you can actually see your team play live and in living color at Lakers? Yeah, yeah. I would like that. I would like that. You would like that. Maybe in my lifetime, I might. You 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 will you will yeah, I think yeah. you will get to you will get to see <laughs> what is it about how do you decide on I'm supporting that team and that team and not that team. See well, well, well <coughs> why I started support see started watching basketball on TV. Lakers are the very good way of playing basketball. Mm -hmm. They run run with Magic Johnson and Karim Abdul Jabbar and and those guys. They play the most attractive attractive mm -hmm. basketball. So from that time, I get 
got to love Lakers. So you're not one of those people who who, who support a team because they're winning. Oh, no, 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 no. And you will, if they're going down, you're going down with them. Yeah. You fight until the end. Fight until the end. Yes. Yeah. So that love for sports um, made you choose the Dominica Grammar School. <laughs> so tell me, you know, how did you um, incorporate that love for sports? into your learning and your education at Dominica Grammar School. How many, how many sports did you play? What did you get involved in? Well, I, I get involved in, 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 in cricket, but not at a, a high level. Um, I used to play football for my house, my house team, and, and so on. And at that time in, Bast- in, in, um, in the Dominica Grammar School, we had, we had several things. We had boxing, we had... We used to play rugby, table tennis, football, basketball, cricket. All these things were, were being played. So I actually played this with but not to a, to a high level. But I was proficient in some, in some of them. Okay. And, but sports and education can go together. Some people believe that if you play in sports, you, you will not be educated. That's, that's, that's not true. Mm-hmm. That's not true at all. So, and, and in fact, sports had a very good, um, I, I would say, played a very great role in the development of, of, um, of the Dominica Grammar School. Because mm-hmm. in my days, there, there were about seven guys who attended the grammar school being on the island team. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was good, and that, that has devastated um, grammar school when the, when the field was taken away and turned into a carnival carnival thing and it had never up to now it hasn't um, got back to that stage and it was bad because you didn't like that I didn't like that at all and the fact is when athletics when we had our athletics thing all the schools would would come and visit that was a grand time it, it brought camaraderie between all, all all the schools even the ladies school boys school it, it was very well but so but I, I pray that day that it will return and the Dominica Grammar School would be strong in sports as it was before. Outside of that, what was your your time at um, Dominica Grammar School like? Um, who are some of the friends that you remember? <laughs> well, Were you quiet? Day. Were you troublesome like Sabina? <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going no, to be I, I, riding on her so much tonight. I can, I can, be, I can be ever troublesome as Sabina. <laughs> But I, but I like to support my school. And, and in fact, in those days, we were required to return to school in the afternoons to support our teams. When mm-hmm. grandma was playing at SME, mm-hmm. you would have a big bell or a flag, you know, and so on. But today we have the schools playing and we don't even know if they're playing. Sometimes the parents don't go to support the children. That, that, that's one of the, of the bad things in comparison to Jamaica. Every little thing, athletics, football, whatever it is, you find the parents mm-hmm. being there supporting the mm-hmm. children, mm-hmm. As, as it is done in America. And sadly, you're saying we don't see that anymore. We don't see that anymore. It's sad. Ooh, who do you remember some of your friends from grammar school? Oh, boy. There are so many friends. Like so many. Elio, John Charles, and all these guys, Lenny, Andre, all this. Uh, what? The fact is that most of them have, have left Dominica. Okay. Most of our friends 
my friends at school left. Sometimes they come back. They say, "Oh, you remember me? I was in Tech Wing. I was in that form, and uh, and so on." And then the the memories the memories come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but a significant change happened when grammar school allowed the ladies oh. <laughs> <laughs> to be at the school. Were you there at that time? Yes, I was there. I was um, what form were you in? Do yeah, you remember? I was in fourth. For, for I'm going to feel for more one of it. What did you think about that? Man, man, that, uh, <laughs> that brought a lot of things, man, because... What? So you want to start getting lines. I wanted my school to remain a boys' school. But you had girls now. Yeah, I know, but I wanted our school to remain girls because it changed the culture of the school, obviously. It changed the culture of the school. And at that time, we had to have a, a long hose in our leg and put things, and it, it changed because <laughs> like the, the rules and regulations <laughs> now had to change. Uh, and it was something else. You were not pleased. I can tell you were not pleased about it. I was not pleased with that change, but after after one, you come to accept it. Of course, come to accept it. Now you have you 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 have co-ed, and now you can have. Friends that are girls in school, and you can have your yeah, friends. Yeah, that is guys. true. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. You know, and have a nice but little blend. Initially, it, it changed the culture. It changed, it changed the culture. What way you school. think, though, it changed the culture so much that you were not happy with? <laughs> because I was so used to to be at school with boys and girls, and also, I mean, the, the, the treatment that was given to the girls uh, at that time was uh, he wasn't biased towards the girls <laughs> <laughs> towards, the, towards, towards the ladies but uh, but after a while he made friends with one another of course and then he came on so you it was a to. it was a big it was a big change it was a big change a so big you change. were you were you were at dominica grammar school at the time yeah yes when, when it started it, it changed into co-ed yeah. uh, co-ed yeah yes uh-huh. uh, all right um so overall dominica grammar school experience was good what subjects did you focus on at grammar school well i'd i'd love geography geography and his history too Okay. I love geography and history. By the time you were at grammar school, did you know then what you wanted to be? What you wanted to do? What career you were interested in? Boy, boy, in in, in those years when I was going to grammar school, we had passed some tumultuous times. Mm -hmm. It was at that time all black power and things came came into play. And um. I liked it. I was some at one time part of it. You were part of it. Yeah, but after that, I, 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 my life was changed. Then I left it. Okay, so so, then, so 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 let's have a little conversation around that, just a little bit. You see, some of what you're sharing with, I don't know. I have no pre-information about it, right? Mm-hmm. So when you said that you were part of the Black Power movement. Um, there have been people who've been through this program and they talk about Black Power uh, Movement. What in your understanding was the Black Power Movement? And you also indicated that you were a part of it. Help us understand what you mean by being a part of it. Okay. Well, well, well at that time, um, young black people want to raise their consciousness mm-hmm. because a lot of 
guys who were in the metropolitan countries, mm -hmm. like Paris, Ron Green, Pelty, the Priest Coffee, Father Coffee, we call mm -hmm. him, and all these guys. Uh, when they come, when they came back from overseas, um, they themselves have, I mean, have suffered a lot of uh, of discrimination mm -hmm. and things. So they try to raise the consciousness of 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 our, of our young people. Also, it was some kind of um, socialist um, movement. Also, um, and at that time, you know, your libraries being set up in Grand Bay, in Roseau, and in different places, and young people were encouraged to, to to go and research and read and read the books and and I would follow the, the various meetings that they were that were being held. So that's how it was for that time. And then you said um then you changed yeah. and you left it. Tell us about that change and what that change was about. So while 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 going on, um uh, a friend of mine he was in a lower form in grammar school he had a, I was living in Goodwill at that time. Mm -hmm. um, he invited me to a church service uh, because mm -hmm. a pastor from America came and uh, he started to preach the word. So I, I listened and then I decided to follow. And that's it? Yeah. And, and what church was it? That was this Church of God Assembly at that time. Mm -hmm. It's still there at 47 Watties Lane. Mm -hmm. I remained there for about five about five, almost six years, I guess, almost six years. What was it that pastor said that drew you away from that movement yeah. to that movement? Yes, because uh, he, he was speaking of, you know, a story of of a man who invited a young man to, to, to what they call a crusade and whatever. He heard the words and after he was involved in an accident, Mm -hmm. And he died, and that's um, you know still something in me that um, you know death can come at any time, mm -hmm. and you had to be prepared and what whatever. So I continued the whole week attending, and and I feel I should make a decision to mm -hmm. to follow Jesus Christ at that time. That's what. What was your understanding of 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 that decision you were making to quote unquote start following Jesus Christ? Well, well, I was brought up in a strict mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Roman Catholic thing. Sometimes I had to go to church on Sunday, three days, three times on a Sunday morning, morning, uh, and they had vespers, what they call it, in the afternoon. But what I found out that many of the teachings that 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 were taught was not in line with the Bible, mm -hmm. and uh, as a result, um, trying to seek for truth, whether socially or spiritually uh, um, I found that what I was being led or taught was not the correct way so okay. I found there was a better way okay and then when I and after a point in time I left that way to the world and I went to the assembly okay. and that's where you are now that's where I am now all right somebody just sent me shared a little message there with us and the person reads I didn't ask if I could say their name so I'll just read what they said to tell you the truth, I really admire Mr. Williams as a minister of the word. I first discovered his spiritual wisdom and knowledge of the scripture during the late spiders, the Calypsonian's funeral. His preaching at that service resonated with me to this day. 
and I believe it will, be, it will be so for the rest of my life. He wanted his listenership to know when they would be in that casket like spider if they had done the right thing on earth so as to meet Yahweh. Oh yes, it was powerful and had to send you home to reflect. To this day, it's the most powerful sermon I've ever heard at a funeral. May Yahweh forever bless you, Mr. Williams, so that you keep doing his work that he called you to do. Do you remember that sermon? I remember this sermon. It was right. quite some time ago. It was yes. at the old um, uh, what, uh, tennis court. That's where um, Spider, um, that's where we had the service for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and as you would see, Spider had a good, some good songs and he would make mention of the, of the Bible and so on. So that's why I was invited to, to speak on his behalf during that time. And it seemed to have impacted some people. Yes, especially that person. Uh, yeah, that is true, and uh, I honestly thank him for 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 his words. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing I'll do is whether he's trying to follow well, Almighty Yahweh. I guess he makes reference to Yahweh, so I get a sense. Yeah, that. I mean, and and why why is it called? Mm -hmm. Let me let me ask. Let's talk a little about the religion. Yes. Okay. Um. So you went from one church, stayed there for about five years. Yeah. And I, then you went on to another church. Yes. That you currently at. Yeah. So how long have you been at that um church or following that particular uh, church and its preachings? Nineteen nineteen eighty one. Since nineteen eighty one. Yes. That's a very long time. Very long time. That's yeah. a very long time. Why the decision to move to that one? Okay. Well, because um, the, the Almighty Father mm -hmm. has a name mm -hmm. by which he calls himself. He said, this is my name. Mm -hmm. This is my memorial unto all generations. That's how I want to be remembered. So therefore, the, though the, the church at that time knew the actual name of the creator, but he said, well, we could use a substitute. We could use Lord, or we could use God. Well, we were convinced that if the creator has a name and he tells us he wants us to remember him by that name, we should do it. And there were other, other unbeliefs, like, like uh, the feast days that, uh, uh, that the Bible talks about. We, we do observe these feast days which people say are Jewish, so we do observe that. But there are a lot of similarities between what the Church of God preaches mm -hmm. and what we, we actually follow now. Mm -hmm. So that's the main reason. So Yahweh, why Yahweh? Yeah, because that's his name. He, he tells us that he wants to be remembered by his name. And if he, if he tells us to call him by his name, who are we to choose what we want to call him by? Mm -hmm. If he says that is my name, so Yahweh Kahal, mm -hmm. that's the name of the church. Yeah, Kahal Yahweh means, which means assembly of Yahweh, the congregation of Yahweh in English. Okay, that's okay. what it means in English. Okay, so you've been you've been at that church and you believe in the teachings of yes. that church. Mm -hmm. Um, tell me about your position in the church and um a bit of your journey. Presently, church. I I am the um the the head of the. Yes, the assembly here in Dominica. Um, it was my my wife, my wife's father, who was the the main pastor at the beginning for a number of years, 
then after a while when he, be, he became um, not well he handed over the responsibility to me and I have done that since that time um, and presently I'm, I'm, I'm the head of the assembly there. You're the head of the assembly yeah, yeah. and as the head of the assembly what is your role? Are you referred to as a pastor, a preacher? Yeah, um, I can be referred to as pastor, elder or an overseer that's the terms that was given to um to the leaders in the in in the apostolic assembly mm-hmm. in the early assembly that's how it was called even not not called father or pope or reverend or whatever it is where is that church located um we used to worship at 47 what is in goodwill and then we moved to mount prosper mm-hmm. in 2002 or something all right good following yes um but um also you have you find that uh, uh, some of the people migrate. Okay. Sometimes whole, whole families have migrated, mm-hmm. and sometimes people fall off the way. So, so and now, I mean, I don't know if it's a a problem that's happening in our country that uh, the, the the decline of attendance of assemblies is, is marked here in Dominica. Okay. So you've lost some membership. Yeah, lost some members. You get so you can get a, a few, but uh, um, through migration and, mm-hmm. and people falling away, um, it, it shows a bad light. Because in fact, it is very difficult to get young men, even young men, to attend, to to attend services because of as to if you are attend, you you are you soft, you you different kind of things and so on. And and people are attracted to the to the glamour, to the noise that they are hearing outside. It plays a great influence, and peer pressure um, does a lot of things to, to to people. But if you know what you are about and what you want to achieve and what to accomplish um, in your life spiritually, I think people should go back to the Bible, read their Bible, study their Bible, and we will have a greater country. Uh, Countries at peace and at rest, and people talking about, you know, not attending. They would want to go to religion because of that pastor, because of of that. But um, religion plays a great role, you know, in preventing crime, preventing crime in any any country. People don't understand that that the, the role that religions play. Whether I mean, I may not agree with the beliefs of. The, People who practice Roman Catholicism or Pentecostal or the others, but they have a role to play in in, in society mm-hmm. because you will find young men, young women go in there. They will, they, they will do their best to to abstain from crime and and everything. I mean, you'll find it a little, a li- sometimes, but not as if they're just on the street doing all different kinds of things. Mister M- Williams, you believe in a God, and you serve the God that you believe in right and you believe that um are you one of those does your church believe that jesus christ died on the cross to save us and so on okay. is, is what, what is the what are the doctrines of your church what okay, do you, okay. you you well we believe that yahweh is the creator mm-hmm. he is one there's no one like him no one is compared to him and his son whom you you refer to as Jesus, to be Yahshua, mm-hmm. the Savior of the world. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he's a Hebrew man. Mm-hmm. 
he was called Yahshua by the giving that name to to his parents by an angel. He was Hebrew, so he would have carried a Hebrew name. But the word Jesus, it, it came from the Greek. Uh, it came from the from the Greek to Latin and then to to English as Jesus Christ today. So we don't actually use Jesus in our worship. Mm. We refer to the Savior of the world who died on the stake of Calvary in Jerusalem for our sins as Yeshua. I see. So we call him Yeshua. We refer to the Creator as Yahweh. As Yahweh, and that's it. All others are. are uh, idols. You you believe so? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, we respect um, totally your your church, your yeah. beliefs, your doctrines, and everything that you. Call yeah, it. and so we respect people. We respect people for their beliefs. We yes. don't we, yes. we don't agree, but right. we, we don't we are not going to hit people or try to do them wrong because they not believe in what we or try to ridic ridicule them mm -hmm. no i mean you have your view we can reason we can talk about it mm -hmm. and show respect mm -hmm. to one another you've experienced a lot of tragedy um in your life <laughs> how do oh, you man. yes and, and then we were going to talk about a bit of it um in a while how do you reconcile that with God? I want to... Yes. You want to just... Okay, no problem. We're going to take a quick break and we're coming right back. Keep it locked. In the Spotlight on Q95 FM Radio every Monday night from 8 p.m. In the Spotlight. Featuring people from all walks of Dominican life. Spotlighting their triumphs and tragedies. Dreams, hopes, aspirations, untold stories. Touching the human and personal side of our people in politics, religion, sports, business, music, culture, the media, and more. Getting to know our farmers, our public servants, youth, and the ordinary Dominican. Listen to their stories. No limitations, no restrictions, no holds barred. In the Spotlight will also spotlight interesting topics, issues, and relevant situations. Don't miss In the Spotlight on Q95 FM Radio every Monday night from 8 p.m. In the Spotlight. Welcome back. It's 9.40, the time in the studios here at Q95. We're also live on the In the Spotlight radio and TV shows Facebook page. 
and we're talking to Mr. Lindell uh, Williams and just having a little bit of a religious um, <laughs> discussion on the program here this evening. And I was just trying, what we, you know, just around that realm of talking about um, religion. And in his case, he says Joshua, Joshua, Yahweh. Um, you know, I was just trying to 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 understand um, with him, and he, this gentleman. I tell you, you know, as I said earlier on, if you want to know about the strength of a man, is talk to this gentleman. He's lost some immediate members of his family, his children, his wife, an aunt, from what I'm understanding, and he's experienced quite a bit of loss and i'm just trying to understand for a man you know with such a, a, a strong faith how do you make sense mr williams of some of the experiences that you've had and why you know it happens to someone like you all right um i mean yahweh is the creator he wants the best for us mm -hmm. and he he hasn't stated in his word that that life would be always good right. for even those who follow him. I mean, we have the records in the Bible where many of the people of Yahweh, the saints, were, were sick. Some died. Some were persecuted. Their heads were chopped off. Some died of starvation. And all this. So uh, I've learned that Life is not an easy journey. Life has plains. Life has valleys. Life has mountains. A mountain top experience is wonderful and beautiful. The valley experiences has its own things that that uh, that place us in a position where we need the help of the Creator to help us a journey. And any plane sometimes is nice and easy, but it is there that we can really be attracted to turn away from it because of life is so easy. With my situation, mm -hmm. uh, I want to tell you in 20, 2012, it, it started there. It started in 2012. Really started there in yes. 2012. As I told you, I, I have three children. I had three children. Mm -hmm. Sabina was first the girl, only girl, and then I had two two boys. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, in 2012, Sabina fell sick. She had a growth in her womb, and she was terribly ill. She had to be taken to St. Lucia mm. um, to be operated on. And I can remember um, she had to do a major operation. And the doctor tell, um, tells me, you know, Mr. Williams, you have to get blood for, for your daughter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I say, Doc, I'm in St. Lucia, I'm in a foreign country. Where am I going to get blood yes. to, to, to give to the hospital on behalf of my daughter? I say, it's not possible, but let us, go on, let us go ahead with the operation. I believe that she, will, she would get through. So before she went to her, I held her hand. I tell her, well, it will, um, it will be okay. It will be okay. It's all right. She went through the operation. 
And I tell you, a mass of 27 pounds. 27 pounds. The flesh was removed from her. And the doctor was amazed that her blood count, hemoglobin, hemoglobin count, did not go down that would necessitate that she would be transfused oh. with blood. So by this, I thank Yahweh for yes. his great miracle. She came out. She, she almost lost, lost her life. And from now on, she, from then on, she always had problems, you know, with even clotting. Today. Clotting, even today. Yes. And that will be for, for her entire life. Because I think my, my, through, through the mother, they, 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 they have gotten, they are missing a factor, blood factor, mm -hmm. that causes your blood to All to the clot. children? Yeah, because my wife died of the, of the same. Yes. And the, my first son died of the same problem. Okay. So, so she has remained with that. But um, she has severe problems, but I think now she's getting better, better with it. Um, so it started there. Then two years later. Two years later. Hmm. There's timelines there. It yeah, seems. yeah. Yes, two in years 2014. 2014. Uh, my first son got ill. He, uh, he, uh, I was living up and he living downstairs in my house. Mm -hmm. He was married. And uh, for a few days, I said he was. What was not his name? Lemuel. Lemuel. Yeah, Williams. He had, he had Sabina, Lemuel, and Lynn. Okay. Lynn was the last one. I found out that he was not, so I asked him, well, Limbo, what's wrong? Why you problem? He said, he's feeling breathless. He's not feeling well. So I told him, well, by tomorrow, if you don't want to go to the doctor, I'll have to take you to the doctor. Mm -hmm. But the problem was the same night I told him, spoke to him, he fell. He fell down. He was, we took him, rushed him to the hospital. He, he was diagnosed for blood clot in his lungs. In his lungs. Yeah. How old was he, Mr. Williams? When, when he died, he was... Let me see, 30, 33. 33. He was 33. So, 20, 2012, Sabina falls ill. Still. Almost died. Mm -hmm. Had to get blood for her, but thank God, it, it turned out it was it, not required. Yes. And she survived, she survived the ordeal of that. Continues to experience... Even today. Even today, yeah. Two, day, two years later, by the time maybe she was just probably about recovering from her, her operation, your son Lemuel falls ill. Yes. Well, he was taken, he was there in the hospital. And in the mic. Yes. <laughs> he was, he, yeah, we, he was rushed to the hospital. Mm -hmm. He was in he casualty for a while. Um, but he was taken to to the um, Emory Ward, which I thought was not the best form of treatment. He should have been taken to the intensive care unit. He spent the night there, and the next day he, 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 he became worse. And then the doctor, we, we went to the intensive care unit. He was there for four days, and I told him goodbye. Kiss his family. I'm sorry. I know that's going to be very difficult for you, but we're just going to take our time. And, um, you know, you recall the best that you can. Yeah, if you need a break, we will take yeah. a break. When we reach home, we got a call that come, fingers turn bad. 
So I told his wife, well, one, once we left the hospital and we come home, and they call us, uh, he's gone. He's gone. Someone. And, and was that the case? It was exactly the case. He died. What exactly did he die of, Mr. Williams? Well, they say pul uh, pulmonary embolism. What does that mean to the uh, layman? Uh, 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 a clot in his, in his lungs. Okay. And they say it, it was large. It was too large. He could not have been. done Anything. So he could not have been operated on. Maybe, maybe I, I, I am not sure. But probably it, not here. Not, not here. But maybe if they had placed him in intensive care unit on his arrival at the hospital, maybe some form of he could have. But sometimes we have the best of care with I, mm. as I will tell you in relation to my wife. Yes. So, so the next. So, uh, what was that like, you know, um, in terms of losing your first child? <laughs> it was, it was terrible. It was very, very bad for for him, and he had, he just had a, he had two children, two girls. One was six years, and the other was six months. Six years and six, six months. months. Yeah. How did your wife take it? She took it bad. She took it bad, but but what? But worse was to come. Worse was, was to come. To come, yeah. Worse was to come, uh, just a few months after. A few months after. Yes. In the same year. Same year. Same year. So. So he died. We, you know. Laid him to rest. To rest. Comforting them, his wife, his children, the wife got his wife got a breakdown and so on. Oh my! But after she, you know, she got over it and okay, get okay and mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Then that was July twenty-five. July twenty-five, my first son died. Twenty fourteen. July twenty-fifth. Twenty-fifth. Twenty fourteen. Lemuel died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And within three months of. October 10? October, so July, August, September, October. My, my second son died. And the second son was? Lynn. 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 I, 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 I think I, I know what happened to Lynn. Was Lynn the one who worked at Domnek? Yes, he was. At the power Domnick. company, mm -hmm. and he got electrocuted? He was not. He was not? Mm. Okay, tell us what happened. Information then. came what was bad. Um, well, three months after, we were observing the Feast of Tabernacles, the mm -hmm. first day of the feast. Mm -hmm. He was all right, I saw him all right and whatever. And after our lunchtime, we, you know, we, 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 we sit down, we eat. Then he said to, he, he's taking his lunch and he's going to, See his friend, his girlfriend, was on the other side, a little away from us. He took his lunch and he went. And about a, two hours after, I'm hearing look, Lynn fall from a, a ladder. <laughs> when I went, I saw him on the, on the ground. They were trying to resuscitate him. Uh, he was taken to the hospital. I sit a few minutes on the, on the ground, campgrounds trying to think you know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Then I took my wife, we went to the hospital. 
when we reached the hospital, we um, I saw him lying street on the slab. I say, well, he's gone. Even before they told you. Even before they told me, I, I could see that he, he he had already passed. They were trying to think by saying he he's gone. I watch his lips, his eyes. I say he's gone. And I tell you. That is the greatest pain that I have ever felt. The loss of your boys. Especially this one. Him. Why Just, this one in particular? Why? Because I mean, f uh, I haven't had three months to try to recover from the first one. Yes. And here, he, within a short space of time, he died. So it had nothing to do with with um, like being electrocuted. Yeah. No, no. He, he was doing a little electrical thing for for someone, I so see. that would make it more comfortable for the parent of that child during okay. the night. So he was trying to help someone. Help someone, and that happened. But the autopsy report didn't give say anything about electrocution. Okay. You know, when he died, he didn't have any burns or okay. anything on on, on, okay. the, on the himself. Right. Okay. And that was oh man. So he slipped that, and fell? I don't know if he, what is, he, he fell. And, I don't know and that's say, it. He died of cardiomegaly or enlargement of the heart and some kind of thing. That's what the autopsy report said. So, so again, please don't, don't, don't mind me asking, but you can ask explain, any question. explain to us what that means. Cardiomegaly is means an enlargement of the heart. Okay. Uh, you know, can I remember they, they said it? Um, Rosie Douglas mm -hmm. died of cardio, cardiomegaly okay. enlargement of the. So it does that mean he felt some level of pain or something that caused him to fall? I, I wouldn't. Say, I, I, I I don't know, but that's what the autopsy report said because of enlargement of the lungs and and whatever whatever it is. But is it greatest pain? But it had. I mean, <clears throat> it was difficult, but more so to my wife because that devastated her. She was sadly depressed, and life was not easy. Could not be. Very difficult. Could not be. Very so difficult. Two boys in a matter of two, well, three, months. three months. Yeah. It was very difficult on her. I mean, she, sometimes I would try to, uh, let's go somewhere or whatever. She would want to stay in the house, close up the house, and want me to stay there. But I said, but if you do that, you're going to get me worse. Mm -hmm. I have the one to somebody, but if you stay in one place like that, it would it wouldn't be it wouldn't be good. So it was a very trying time, very trying time, uh, you know. And I, and I felt it badly, uh, you know. But I was saying, well, I was saying, well, yeah, we, um, there are many other people who, or the boys who live in so recklessly and in all kind of thing. Why them? That's what I was asking. All were the they time. good boys, Mr. Williams? Very good. Very good boys. They were loved by the entire community. Um, and and Lynn, we were looking for you going to university mm -hmm. to to do electrical engineering the following year. But so so he died. So I said, why? Why? I mean. I've lived a life already. I'm good. He should have, could have taken me instead of them. I mean, he could have done that. But after one day, I see. 
And one day I said, um, what? I'm saying why not somebody? But why should Yahweh take it from me and give it to another person? Mm -hmm. Because maybe I would be able to bear it and another one would not be able to bear it. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen many people, the death of their loved one, they lose everything. Sometimes they get, go into shock, they die, whatever it is. So I say, okay, Yahweh, I, I, I can't really know the real answer, but if you will, let your will be done. You have seen, maybe I, I might be the one who can overcome that, but the others who will, if it were they, they would not have been able to meet it. Mm -hmm. So I say, well, yeah, well, it's good, and that I started my recovery. You started your recovery. recovery from How that. were you able to help your wife, though, Man. in recovering? Or did she, could she, did she never recover from it? She never. She never recovered. She never, she never re recorded. Just, sometimes she would have good days, but mm -hmm. other days it would be, it would be difficult. It would be di difficult. And then after my son died, she got sick. In 2017, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. With breast cancer, your wife. Yeah, 2017. After having to deal with <coughs> the death of your oh, boys. But, but let me just go, go back a little. My last boy, <coughs> he was born 11 years after, after the first son. Sabine is the first, the first child. Mm -hmm. the, he was born 11 years. Mm -hmm. And my wife had a lot of problems with him. She had to be taken heparin for for blood clotting every every time, and it was it was terrible and and also she was very close to him. close. He was very close to him, mm -hmm. and you know they they would they were just you know like friends or uh, they were not only mother and son mm -hmm. but they were, they were very close very, like good friends close mm -hmm. friends and mm -hmm. so on. So that made her. That him had a greater effect mm -hmm. on her because mm -hmm. of the closeness and the bond that mm -hmm. the bond that they shared. So, so she she really felt it very hard. I felt it very hard, but I was able to to to, to, to get over it and become something. But she 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 just could not. <coughs> and then in 2017, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. The boy said, "What?" Man, go back to Yahweh again. It's not ending. It's not ending at all. It's not ending at all. We here, we we um, we, we went to the hospital. We said, well, let us seek another opinion. We went to to New York hospital. Then she was getting treatment. She got the first course of of chemotherapy. <coughs> she went good. She went. Well, it, 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 it went well. She now experienced much difficulties. However, one time we were coming up from the hospital from a treatment. Then she we was standing, the, the bus was packed, and she fell um, on the bus. <laughs> then then um, the bus was cleared, everybody was taken off. Call the ambulance. The ambulance came. Hmm. Very fast treatment. 
take a take a we told them well it's just a short distance to our home we can go they say no way once someone has fallen on a mm. bus mm. they must be taken to the hospital then they were taken to the hospital then the doctor diagnosed well blood clots wow what happened the chemotherapy caused the blood her blood to start clotting again wow so she's she stayed there for over a week or more then she was discharged she was at home taking Sabine as home getting getting treatment then what happened on the well when one was um Mary Mary was the 17 for September 17 there yes. yeah so that night September 18 18 so the, the night before the night when the, uh, the hurricane struck I was to come back to Dominica Okay. You know to reorganize things, um financial things and so on to get it going. We we were boarding we were some the front people had already got their 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 boarding pass. Then the call came that we cannot go to Dominica to Dominica again because the hurricane is going to hit Dominica directly. So we had to go back home and reorganize. So during the daytime During the daytime, so she was she she remained there. Then she went to a sister in Pennsylvania, you know, to 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 take care of her because I was I was going home. Then hurricanes, the hurricanes struck. You cannot go home. I can't go home. But during the day, I was tell I was we we were sitting in front of the television, three of us, my wife and my daughter and myself, and we were telling mom, mom, stay away from the door. Go downstairs early about three or four o'clock in the afternoon. She didn't do that. She remained. So so wait. So let's pause a little. In all of that, your mother is home, in yeah. Dominica. Yeah. With whom? She lived by herself. Oh my goodness. And I just taken a little time to leave. To 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 take a little break to go and check. Mm-hmm. Your wife. wife. Yes, yeah. of course. Because, yeah. So I so I was coming back. Then the hurricane struck. So for a few days, I had to stay and take the, change my flight to to Saint Lucia, and then take the ferry. Now, so you you're there now. Your wife is ill in New York. A hurricane just passed. Your mother is all by herself in Dominica. You had to leave one to go look out for the other. My goodness! Because we were trying to reach her, whatever. But finally, we got a message that she's injured. So she was. She got injured. Yeah, she was trying to hold the door, oh and God, the, gla- <laughs> the glass broke and fall on both legs. On both her legs. She she caught. She got cuts on both legs, uh, and she's diabetic again. So it was a. Calamity because here to live, I, I asked my wife, you think I should go down or whatever? She said, okay, go, do whatever you're doing and you will come back. Mm-hmm. But, if, but the thing is, things turned worse one way and, and with my mother. She got worse when she started the other, the second round of, of, of treatment. Of chemo. <clears throat> and my mother being caught when I arrived 
about three days, uh, three days after, or the hurricane. <laughs> when I came, she had gone downstairs, part of the roof had gone. Mm-hmm. All the place full of water and whatever it is. She was in the room. When I came, opened the door, she couldn't recognize me. Uh, I burst out in tears. Because I said, but what? I can't even recognize, my mother can't even recognize me. So she don't know who is that person? She don't know who is that. Then I start talking to her to bring back her mind. And then, then she get to know who I am. And well, we, we tried to find a way, you know, the street was between Lubier and, and down there. So we got her to the hospital. She had to stay there. She stayed at the hospital 10 days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and had to be going up and down, you know, bringing things so and whatever. Mm. And then my sister came. Difficult, and, difficult uh, times. Difficult, difficult times, real hard times. And at the same time, my sister-in-law is saying my, my wife is getting worse. Oh, Jesus. And she herself sometimes would call and see, my, my wife herself would call and say, well, she going to die. She going to die. Then I would be telling her, no, my own dies. Some of her friends, some of her brethren and her sisters would call and say, uh, I'm, I'm half if you will get better. But it got worse. It got worse. And then, I, then again, I had the pressure. My mom at home, she wants to go to her home. She was, though she's comfortable, but you know, elderly people, mm-hmm. they rather be at their homes. Mm-hmm. So I had to find a way to. Then we got the, got a house covered and whatever it is. Then uh, what a week uh, sometime after. While we were keeping the Sabbath Saturday, we were eating and then I got, we got a message that my wife fast. I was to go to. You the, were in Dominica. Yeah, I was in Dominica. Then, then my my sister-in-law told me, Mister Williams, Silma is not doing well. So come up. So I arranged a flight. I couldn't go immediately. I had to to wait a little. Then I got a flight for the Wednesday to go to 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 Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. Then. The Saturday before that Wednesday, I got the call that she passed. You were not expecting that? No, I was not expecting it. But even though she said she was feeling well, I see. well, maybe yes. it's the pain and yes. the she's suffering. The medication, the, medication the effects and of it. Yeah, so, so, so she died. The, 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 the doctors had advised that the, where she was in New York, they should not have um, discharge initially mm-hmm. until they had seen the blood clot had cleared. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Uh, the continual getting of the chemo chemotherapy caused the blood to clot and created a, a, a lump and went up to her lungs. And they said it had. They tried to operate. They did their best operate on her, but they said there's no. There would be no return. Then she, then she died. So, how did you feel, <coughs> Mr. Williams, when you got that call? Ah, it, it it was rough. It was. No, after losing my children, losing my wife. 
you know, I still feel it. Even a number of years that have passed. Because our customary habit was, you know, on Saturdays you would, would sit down and eat together. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the little grandchildren would be there. You know, and so even um, even today, these these things come back. It come back, but um, I think with passing of time, it, it gets lighter. What mm-hmm. it can never leave. Mm-hmm. It will never leave. Just have to try to to cope with it. And have the good memories that mm-hmm. uh, that you shared, mm-hmm. but at times this feeling, these feelings will always come back. Of course, will always uh, always come back. Oh, tell us a bit about her, your wife. What type of person was she? <laughs> My wife. Why tell? Us sometimes she could be a very loving lady, mm-hmm. but sometimes she could be rough too. You had a little terror, like Sabina. <laughs> so then she would be yeah, rough. Sabina, take that. <laughs> <laughs> so then she would be rough, but she's very loving. Yes. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, I'll be tell her something today, hmm. and maybe somebody say the next day, you take it the opposite way. <laughs> you know, so I say, boy, I don't know what to talk now. <laughs> <laughs> At least we can have a little smile. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes <laughs> that's that's how that's how it was. Mm-hmm. But the, the fact is that she was a good mother to the children, um, and you know how how we had it. Uh, I would never leave my children mm-hmm. with anybody. If I would have to go on a go on study or go on a program. I would want her to be there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when she needed a holiday, I would make sure I'd be here. Mm-hmm. Or if we are going anywhere, all of us would go together. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you re- return to back at the beginning, what I told you. Yes. So of course, the I'd experience if to, you're done. Yeah, I'd yes. always want to be a good yes. father to my yes. children. What do you miss most about your wife? What do you miss most? Is that regardless of sometimes should be should to she would be difficult. She always always believed in her faith that nobody would move her because her father and her stepfather were very strong mm-hmm. in the faith mm-hmm. and she she held that and she and she supported me in in, in that way. So she 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 tried her best, but she couldn't she couldn't take the 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 the, the, the death of 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 Lynn, her, mm-hmm. her boy, mm-hmm. her second son. She never recovered because from she that. suffered so much in being him forth, mm-hmm. and then they had come become so close together, and lose losing losing him really devastated her. It, it, it did me great harm because I've said I don't think there's. Any other thing that would bring me more pain than that death, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that death. I mean, my wife, I, I, it pained me. But what I saw went through on the second death, it was, it was nothing could compare to that. You're left with your daughter, um, Sabina. Yes. 
what impact did that have did all of these tragedies have on her because we didn't we have not touched yet on that and what are you most worried about where she's concerned i i can't well i just really can't uh, assess it how the impact on her but she really missed her mr brothers because they, they they were they were very 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 close they were very close because they were always together if you're going to see basketball all of us go in mm-hmm. or seeing football and whatever it is we were always together she really she really missed them see she she really i know she really missed them but the the the, the, the thing that she she's a uh, alone up there um well that covid thing has prevented me from seeing her for the past two years oh but, wow but every year i'll try to you know pay her a visit mm-hmm. and she's very happy when i come to visit her are you worried <laughs> about her uh, who won't be in, in she lives in she was living in philly then she moved to new jersey recently and this place is a violent violent places mm-hmm. a lot of murders and uh, and so on so you're not worried that's why almost mm-hmm. every day i call if she don't call for a day i'll try to see what's happening the very very next day i'm referring as well to because she's still dealing with the the yes. courts and other things yeah yeah and about the fact she has to take a certain treatment every day she mm-hmm. cannot she cannot skip it and when she it gets bad then she has a doctor to to go to but it it has improved over the years okay. because of a certain procedure mm-hmm. they are they are done for her that that that, that has improved her, mm-hmm. her health mm-hmm. a lot i think one time she was brave enough to actually post a photo of a scar yeah i think oh, the big operation her, i yes. mentioned yeah a yes. huge a huge huge, huge scar huge scar yeah. yes yes but she's a strong girl, this Sabina. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sabina. So, <laughs> so from time Sabina is, is touch, she she she's tough. She doesn't take um things easy. Mm-hmm. She she won't just accept your 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 answer or something. She she will go deeper and deeper like to argue. Like to argue uh, uh, and things. Um, she's a she's a good person I to argue. I mean, I like to argue when I'm ready. <laughs> but Sabine is, is tough. Let's, let's, let's hear this from her. Hi, Fudina. Thanks for having my dad on the show to tell his story. It is indeed a wonderful one. And I hope that someone somewhere gets inspiration from him. I know that everyone says they have the best dad in the world, but I can truly say that He has been the most amazing father to me and my siblings and as a father figure to others around him. He has never relented in his role as a mentor, a provider, as a support. And even at times when he may have been disappointed as a parent in my siblings and especially me, that's the time he has proven his unconditional love to us. We have been through 
so much as a family and it's his strength and resilience that has helped me to go through all of it as well. Daddy, I love you and I my wish right now is that you would not know any more pain and I just want to have so many more years with you as a dad, as my friend and we have such a strong bond that I never want to see it broken and um, I just want you to know that Chelsea is going to win the EPL this year. Yes, I love man. you. <laughs> this girl has me tearing up. <laughs> this girl literally had me tearing up here. And then she comes with that at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you really, really touched me there for a moment. Um, yeah. You really, really did. You know, but trust you to just come to the end and just throw us off. All right, people in but, here getting all emotional. <laughs> and then there you come. What was it like just hearing from your daughter? But, but well, she can be assured that we love her always. Yes. That bond will never will never be broken. N not on my side. Not on your side. Not on my side. And if she, feels, if she does not want that bond to be broken on her side, I don't think it will be. Regardless of, I mean, maybe opposing, opposite way of life now, or things that she may say and do, but she's still my daughter. I love her always. Who is Akim? Well, Akim is an adopted son. See, my wife always liked to take care of people. You know, he, 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 at the age of, let me say, about four or so, you know, he used to come to, to a, to a loc location in our house close to where we live. And he had a lot of sores on his, on his, on his body. Mm -hmm. And, and his father was living um, a distance away, but it's the same community of Okoli. And the mother wasn't so well. It's like, um, she had mental problems. So she took him in, take care. Your wife took him? Yeah, she took him in. They brought him, uh, brought him to send kids. We were going to send kids. You know, he had to change a lot of his little ways or he was get him clean and then he grew up and then after 18 years he was a grown man he went Better. on his own way went on his own way he's okay now and uh, i mean and many people in the in the community said well that was that was something because the way all the boy was growing up and the home that he was in well he really saved his life mm -hmm. we have a little something from akim as well i am akim benjamin and I just want to spread out, spread out my gratitude to the Williams family who has raised me up from a very young tender age due to certain circumstances which occur. And I just want to show my love and appreciation to the Williams family. Mr. Lindell Williams, my daddy, and his wife which who passed away. I miss her so much. And my siblings, yeah, Lynn and Limwell, they have passed too, but I miss them, still love them, and my sister Sabina. Yeah, I just want to show my appreciation 
Love you guys. Oh. Yeah, Akim. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he, he's, he now has his own son, I'm happy. That he has his, his own son now that he, he would um, take care of him and be a responsible, a responsible father to, to, to his son um, based on, you know, himself had a, he had a terrible upbringing. But crazy away that is, he, he has grown to be a man, and uh, 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 and uh, we still love him. We still we treat him still as a as a son. Yes, yeah. because he refers to your boys as his yeah, brothers, yeah, yeah, Sabina, yeah. Yes, his sister, yes. you as daddy. Man, when when Akim when Lynn died, I thought he was going to get mad. Oh my! He, he was crying. He was running up and down. He was. It was very. He felt it very bad. Well, did very bad because I was his good friend and companion. I have one more voice note that I want to play with, play for you, before we move on to, um, we wrap up at ten thirty. But we must talk about your um, your your your, your uh, involvement, your employment within the government service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take this one and then we'll come back. Hello, my name is Shemaine Charles, and I have known Mr. Lyndall Williams all my life. I say this because he and I grew up in the same community. He has always been someone, you know, we looked up to as children. And as I grew older, uh, he became my friend. And I have to say that, you know, he's one of the most solid people that I know. Solid because he has been through so much, and yet he's still standing. Shemin Beek, yes, Shemin Beek, yeah. child, she is Yeah, now, my good friend. Yes, and she, she just wanted to share um, some words as well. Um, Mr. Williams, um, I'm here and I'm trying to figure out, you know, how can one person be faced with so, so much. much loss, so much tragedy, and here you are, you know, trying to gather all the strength that you can to share with us, and... Um, it, I know it's not easy for you to do that. And I remember when we um, initially arranged the interview, I said, you know, I know there's going to be some sensitive things um, to talk about. But I suspect you came a bit ready for me. Yeah, you know, yeah. And ready for us, you know. And um, it, it, it's, it's clear that you've been doing your best in trying to continue with your recovery yeah. and moving on the best that you can although how do you move on from the loss of two sons and a wife and i understand you had a, a relative who also burnt. yeah my yeah my, my one of my one of my aunts you know um she was the one who was really there at the home um when we were uh, children in vicars that was really because all the others um, her siblings had gone, mm -hmm. but she was she remained with with my grandmother, mm -hmm. and 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 she when she died it was it was difficult. I mean, have, having died in in such a manner, it it was terrible. And and not too long ago, my 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 aunt who is a nun died in Trinidad. I mm. she was my favorite aunt, she was my favorite aunt. Then then we were, were able to go and. You know, bury her. Mm -hmm. uh, she lived all. Her, she lived practically all, her, almost all her life, mm -hmm. uh, in this. Um, uh, in fact, one of the children that 
children that she cared for that really caused her to, to feel mm-hmm. she got a broken hip mm-hmm. and whatever by by pushing pushing her and she fell sick mm-hmm. and then she died. Where's your mind at now where your mom is concerned? Where is? Your mind at now where your mom is concerned. <laughs> I died really about a month almost a month ago. My mom got a stroke then I call the, the lady who resides, the tenant who resides downstairs, call and say she had put some money down. My mother is not coming hmm. to collect it, so I immediately ran up, up all house. I I met her on the floor, in the kitchen. <laughs> Boy, hmm. that was a shock, but she was still um, responding, and whatever. You take her, take her to the hospital. She stayed a few days. They discharged her. And she remained one, about a day and a half at home. I, saw, I told my sister, no, my mom is not looking good. Let's take her to the hospital, call the ambulance. Uh, then the doctor had another diagnosis because they found out that she had clots in her lungs now. Oh, Jesus. The, and she couldn't breathe, so she had to be on oxygen for, for quite some time. Then they started treating, treating her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's responding better. But she cannot. She cannot walk. She cannot walk. If, and it appears that when she fell, she had a uh, her hip. Her hip got fractured. Got fractured on her on her, on her right side. Is dead. She mm-hmm. cannot move it. So that's the state she's in now. Okay. Well, I think maybe I will grant her some a few days more. Yes, I prefer that for you as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The good thing is your sister is here. Yes, helping. Helping. So that should give she, you some comfort. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she expected to maybe return to her work too. Yeah, yeah. Because they granted her some some Compassionately. Leave. Yeah, well, so she, she works for four hours online. Okay. They granted her. She asked for some extra time. I don't know if she will, she will, they will concede to her I request. I hope they do. I hope they do. Maybe. So it would be that after I would have to do more and then get somebody. To help. To help. Yes. You are retired. Yes. Are you? Yes. Officially retired. Yes, from the government service. From the government service. Um, tell us about your My time. <laughs> your journey <Yeah>. needs to be <laughs> within the government service mm-hmm. as we're getting ready to get closer okay. to it. Well, I started... Um, we're working in 1977, in fact, on the 17th of August, 1977, as a votes clerk in the Ministry of Home Affairs, Health and Welfare. In 1977, as you know, that time was a turbulent time mm-hmm. between 77 mm-hmm. and 79. Mm-hmm. Um, as a as a, a junior junior clerk, 77, um, I had to wait almost eight years before I could. No, I, I remain about three years before the appointed junior clerk, and then senior clerk in 1985. Then I worked at the hospital as a medical records clerk. In 1983 to 85, I'd gone to do medical records technology in Barbados. Good. For three years. And then came back, worked at the central medical stores as stores clerk for a number of years. Then I went to the treasury department and worked there as the assistant, as an assistant accountant before I finally moved to the 
labor department where I worked for over 11 or many years. I worked from 1977 to 2015. Then I, I reached the level of, of deputy um, labor commissioner. Mm. Acting labor commissioner a few, a few times. And I also had gone to, to, to India to study um, advanced diploma in human resource planning and development. And I'd gone to several training and whatever. And so when I came back from from India, the three officers, three of us that went to India, Mr. Weeks, um, the Litham girl, she was she had gone to do a masters. My Weeks and myself had gone to do <coughs> the diploma program. Okay. And our goal was to want to return to go do, to do masters in our different fields. So Mr. Wicks went, he did his masters, but <coughs> when I came back, the situations changed. So I was not able to go to do my masters in labor administration. Mm -hmm. So uh, I remained, and you know, there are certain things that happened. Did uh, you get? Did you get to labor? Labor Commissioner? No, I even... You retired at Deputy? Deputy, yeah. Uh, okay. We had some legal things, but in the courts, but they heard that went, it went terrible, so uh -huh. sometimes I don't even want to... You don't want to revisit, yeah, that. revisit that. And that's fine. We're definitely yeah. going to respect that, mm. um, Mr. Williams. But but, but mm -hmm. I must say, I, I, I enjoy my, my, my my work or my journey through, through the um, public service. I worked in several departments and I had no problem with any leader of, the, of, of any organization. Sometimes, you know, when you go to work places, people will give you a, a, a history of that person is this, mm -hmm, that person mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. that. Uh, no, I don't know that. I, yes, I hear what you say, but I can only learn or know about the person if I am there with him. Mm -hmm. And if you know what the person' weaknesses, strengths are, you try to, to 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 bend and suit to to what is happening. So I never found myself in any difficulties with any head head or head of department. Mm, okay, that's excellent. Yes. So overall, a good experience within yeah, the government good experience service. service. Yes. Um, a little challenge towards the end. Yes. Um, mm. but that's all behind you now. Oh, well, that's long. all that's behind all you. Behind me, what? You're retired. And making the best of the rest of the life mm -hmm. that God has given to you. Yes, exactly. We have to wrap things up, um, Mr. Williams. Can you believe all this time all passed time by on us? Wow. I'm going to give you the opportunity as we leave, you know, um, to share some some words of encouragement, wisdom, whatever you may choose uh, to our audience, our listening audience, our viewing um, audience, especially as it pertains to recovering from the challenges and the difficulties that life presents okay first of all i want to thank you for 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 being here and i want to thank all my brethren the people of kaliawe who have supported me over all the years and in my troubles and they have assisted me greatly on the thanks to them and my family, I know my other families, 
extended family. Um, and to thank them also for their support. I, I, I know family means a lot. Um, I, re, I respect all my family and friend, uh, families because it is they who are there in times of difficulty. Some people, when things are going well, they might be there, but hmm, when, when it gets down to, to, to difficult situations in life, it's your family who, who comes and stands up. So I would encourage people to um, be loving to your, to your family. We know that sometimes there will be some who are, can be indifferent, but uh, you, you, you have to be there for your, for, for your uh, family. Also, I believe that let us believe in Yahweh. Let us trust, let us have that faith. Well, I don't know, you might believe in, you might have different beliefs. But, however, have faith in the one who is above, that he can change things. He can, things we find might, might be impossible, he can make it possible for you. And if you are walking in faith, don't give up. Continue to, to trust in Yahweh, believe in him. Because he is the greatest source of life. And according to what Paul said, be content in whatsoever situation you find yourself. Mr. Lindell Williams, let me thank you for joining us on the In the Spotlight radio show tonight. It was an absolute pleasure. By the way, I have dinner for you from Old Stone, the great old house, the finest dining in Dominica. So I hope that you eat at a certain time at night. Yes. I hope after all of this talking that you can go home and enjoy your meal. It's already downstairs waiting for you. Okay. So we'll make sure that you have that. So thank you again to Steve and his team at uh, the great old house is where it came from tonight. So thank you so much for that. And thank you to everyone who tuned in uh, to the program. And we hope that our intentions from the beginning um, would have uh, turned out to be what we hoped for at the end of this program tonight. This gentleman here is a, the epitome of strength. I admire him. And um, I pray that, you know, I have the kind of strength that he has <laughs> when I have to face, you know, whatever it is that life throws at me. And for you too, you know, everyone who's tuned in to the program tonight. So thank you, sir. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier on, our In the Spotlight TV limited series goes live on Saturday, 8 p.m. You can tune in via YouTube or the In The Spotlight Facebook um, page. And our first guest will be Emmeline Anselm, better known as Emo. So that should be an interesting one that you, well, I can tell you it's an interesting one that you definitely want to tune in for. But that's how we wrap it up tonight uh, for the program. Good night, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back here next Monday, God willing, with another guest. And Good night, Mr. Again. Williams. It's my pleasure. To in the spotlight. We would love to hear from you. If you have suggestions of guests or topics and issues you would like featured on In the Spotlight, let us know. We would also welcome your feedback. 
please send us an email at inthespotlight.da at gmail.com or contact us at 275-7565. In the Spotlight is aired on Q95 FM Radio every Monday night from 8 p.m. with your host, Fadina Frampton. Until next time, good night and God bless.